basket. I could just put all my eggs in here. <laughs> so convenient. <laughs> Boy, it's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, it's the lady across the internet, Catherine Cogart. It's great to be here across the internet. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. You got to shout real loud to be heard through the internet. <laughs> so, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. The shoutingest podcast on the internet. Shouting to all of you <laughs> listeners out there about this week's topic. <laughs> carburetors given shout outs oh yeah carburetors uh the thing that you joke about when you're like my car's broken the carburetor has a muffle (laughs) (laughs) real quickly Uh give me five ways to use carburetor in a sentence uh the carburetor has a muffle um Uh (laughs) i don't know how to fix my carburetor um the mechanic said the carburetor had a problem um uh uh i ditched my car bury him later (laughs) bury him carbur him later oh yeah hey Uh, i forgot the last two (laughs) carbur that word (laughs) oh oh here you go here you go there was there was a horrible accident um in in deepest coldest winter uh in in, in a, a car crash out there uh oh my so god much detail. what happened car burr ate her <laughs> come on pretty good right well it was several sentences but not bad <laughs> it's a setup it's a setup uh-huh yeah yeah it's like that do you remember that joke um where uh oh god it's a joke that depends on collect calls or something or no telegrams it's even worse uh but the guy is like trying to get someone worse than collect calls because they're older that's all um what 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 world are you in what why why are older things worse (sighs) and more outdated just roll with me for two seconds um no no all right fine then you don't get the joke in the show notes the joke i would have told um <laughs> moving on uh, no tell us the joke everybody wants to know tell fine. us the joke the joke is is basically like this guy has to go pick up this um this uh bull and he's just like oh no my car broke down i need like uh, i need to call my wife to like help you know she gets the truck to like you know go get this bull that i just bought um but he sends a telegram and he only has enough money for one what bull b-u-l-l yeah yeah like he's he's a farmer and he's he's buying a new uh B-O-W-L. Did he go to Pier 1 Imports and buy a bowl? Does anyone say bowl as the same as bull? I thought you might have been. All right. Um, it so... just seems like a, a big thing to bring home in a car. But also, like, why go out for just one bowl? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. The guy's carburetor broke down. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for the punchline of this joke at the end of the episode. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Yeah, I understand that you want to fill an entire 25-minute show right in the middle of this joke. I get it, and that's what we're doing. Moving on. Um, <laughs> if the carburetor broke down, uh, I don't know. I mean, do you think you could fix that? Like, like, could you walk me out to your car and like point out your carburetor? Is this part of the joke? Everything's part of the joke. It's the great <laughs> laugh of life. Please continue. 
Uh, are you the farmer or am I the farmer? Or? You're all the farmer. I don't know In what's the great happening laugh of right life. Now. What was the punchline of the joke? I'm just trying to get you to talk about carburetors. <laughs> Which the joke is about carburetors. What's happening right now? I told now? you we're going to get the punchline of the joke at the end. It's not worth okay. it. But okay, you've been great. difficult no, enough so far. It's super worth it now. It's super worth it. Okay. Could you point out to uh, me a carburetor on your car? Can we... No, I don't have a carburetor on my car. I have a fuel injection system. Exactly. This, this is all part of the joke? I had to know that? <laughs> For the last time, this is part of the great laugh of life. And if you're not ready to be open-hearted and open-minded about that, then I don't know what to tell I you. Just, I don't know how to be more open-hearted or open-minded. I just, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you handed me a banana suit and we're just like, be open-minded. <laughs> Yeah, and you've refused to put on the banana suit. I don't know what to do. Okay, okay, okay. Let me put one hand, one leg through one banana peel, one leg through another banana peel. Hey, just like every other banana, just putting on put banana on my peels, banana hood. one peel yeah. at a time. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we've gotten out the, the key fact of this episode so far, which is that uh-huh. cars don't have carburetors anymore. Yes. Isn't that weird? Like. Not as weird as the joke. I'm sorry. I'm real hung up on the joke. I don't know why you're still talking about the joke. It wasn't good. Because there was no punchline. Let's. I. I. I I'm gonna bring you in on what's happening right now. In the great laugh okay. of life, that is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This podcast is a synecdoche of the great laugh of life. The joke is a synecdoche of the podcast, and uh, the actual joke that I was telling is a synecdoche of that joke, which is, I started to say this joke that's pretty dumb. You interrupted right. me. With just meaningless details. You just like made it so I couldn't tell this joke that wasn't good anyway. And then I said, ah, forget it. This joke's not important. We might as well set up some stakes for the I've podcast. I demonstrated how important this joke is to me. I don't know how to make it any more clear. <laughs> <laughs> the joke might be the most important thing I've ever participated in in my life. I think you'll find that's not true in a moment. <laughs> When I finish the joke, when we come back on Encyclopedia Brunch. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking, sort of, about carburetors. With the objective of talking about carburetors. So, uh, a fuel injection system is the new futuristic version of a carburetor. So it sounds like a carburetor does fuel injection. Uh, can you, like, what, what's, like, the basic point of these things? Like, they're in cars. Uh-huh. What else do they do? They mix up the fuel and the air in a ratio that is super awesome, good times the best for combusting that fuel. And they make sure that it's really well mixed 
So you don't have like fuel on one side and air on the other and they can't find each other. Nice. You ever seen the uh, NFPA triangle? National Fire Protection Association triangle. Is that the safety thing? Yeah. Oh, no, not the cool. diamond. That's the NFPA diamond. But there's a triangle that yeah. just says like, here are the things that you need to start a fire. Uh, oh. And it's fuel, heat, and an oxygen source. And so the heat comes from um, a spark plug, I guess. Uh, the heat comes it from... It does. What, when, when the car is already running, the heat comes from the engine being hot. Um, oh, yeah. It comes from the temperature. And then the spark plug is the ignition source. Yes. And uh, let's make a point now of not going too much deeper into exactly how an engine works. Um, because that is a whole thing. And we can get into that maybe on a future episode. That's yeah. That's a whole other situation. Um, but what what? That's a whole other set of jokes. Anyone would agree, in the great laugh of life, um, everyone would agree. Even a child would agree. Saying that phrase, I just I'm clinging to it, man. Is it a clue to the punchline? Is it? Is this a mystery? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We're gonna talk about carburetors. So, um, <laughs> it was my fault. I shouldn't have brought up the great laugh of life again. Um, <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, anyone like would tell you. Island, that's the numbers. Anyone would tell you, even a child, that uh, the car needs fuel to go, um, and putting that into the engine is what we're basically talking about with this episode on carburetors. Great. So, uh, studiers of high Thank school God. defining our scope. I feel really felt necessary. I know. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, studiers of high school chemistry will recall that. Uh, you need to have oxygen and something to burn in order to uh, make fire. And it has to be in a certain ratio. We call it stoichiometry that like actually does the chemical reaction that creates fire. Um, and so that when Catherine was talking about uh, using getting the ratios just right, super great, awesome times, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to like match up the amount of oxygen that's going to be available with the amount of fuel that's available so that it burns efficiently and you don't leave unburnt fuel or like pump way too much oxygen in and then you're like not really even putting a lot of fuel in there which would be a bummer that would be totally bummersville <laughs> and your 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 jalopy would sputter yeah uh which which has happened and over the years we developed different ways of getting that fuel in um including different versions of a carburetor but i think we should talk about finally here deep in the second segment of the podcast we should talk about um what like just sort of the the platonic ideal of a carburetor is like what the what, platonic ideal yes. of a carburetor what he said would plato have said were he to speak of carburetors carburetor. yeah. yeah yeah absolutely it's like what if you could get in a time machine get plato get napoleon get albert einstein get bill and ted and then all everybody goes to the mall <laughs> i i feel like maybe we got a little off here but i'm like pretty into this field trip <laughs> Yeah, I'm describing to you the plot of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, uh, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I liked it so much. Because the adventure was indeed excellent. It was excellent. What was the other one? It was Bogus Journey was the second one? Oh, that was the sequel, yes. Yeah. The, and it was a bit bogus. It was a little bogus. Not... It was a little bit of a bogus cash grab. <laughs> um... Yeah, well, I don't know. They can't all be winners. See our episode yeah. they on... They can't all be excellent adventures. Carburetors. Wait, see our episode... What were you going to say? What episode? See our episode on winners? Uh, like... Carburetors. They can't all be winners. Or maybe they're excellent oh, okay. adventures. 
I think we're all winners down the line. Find here. out it's all green lights. The punchline to the great laugh that is this podcast at the end of the episode. <laughs> Will it be an excellent adventure or a bogus journey? Find out. <laughs> Stay with us. Can you uh, tell the people like basically what a, uh, a carburetor is like? How do you make one? You know, like what's what's like the mechanism? Uh, I don't think I could tell right. them. So it's a it's like a tube. It's like a pipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a fancy pipe. And air goes through the pipe. That's right. Yeah. And that pulls in through the Bernoulli effect. Right. Which, Tim, can you tell the people at home what the Bernoulli effect is? See, this is a great subtle back reference to the platonic ideal because we're using the Socratic method in order to explore the carburetor. Okay, but that's Socrates. That's a whole other guy. He was the student. You can't just say they're all the same. You can't just lump them all in. All the classics. They disagreed about stuff sometimes. Oh, I they, they didn't. You don't... Plato Plato wrote down, like, so Socrates didn't really write anything, and so Plato wrote all the Socratic dialogues, you know, in theory, he was just writing As what his... favor to his buddy. What yeah. his teacher had told him. Okay, okay, yeah. But we don't really know. Um, anywho. <laughs> yes. So, the, so it's Plato's Socratic dialogues. The Bernoulli effect. Um, you really upset with me, but I'm really just trying to clarify... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yes. Agreed with what you said. No, it's clarified. So this, everything's really clear. That's like what you're saying. butter. Um, the Bernoulli effect, um, is the idea that fast moving air, uh, exerts a lower pressure. And so, um, if you move air very quickly through a tube and then there's a little nozzle on one side, if it moves real, real fast, uh, over that nozzle, it'll actually create a vacuum because it has less pressure than the slower moving air. Uh, and then it will pull some of that fuel, in this case, through the nozzle because it's creating a vacuum. And then you get it all mixed up because it's all turbulent and a big mess because it's already moving real fast. And that is what we're injecting into our engine is a, a mixture of the fuel and air. Thing, the pressure thing on the Bernoulli effect, the like um velocity of one stream creating a pressure difference between the uh like a still stream or like a slower moving stream is not super intuitive to me but until i think about in my head i think about when i take a shower and i think about how the the shower the water is coming down on me and i'm having a great time and then the shower curtain like creeps in on my space and i'm like Uh. will you chill out shower curtain And that's happening because the air, the stream of like the water and air coming from the shower is pulling in the the shower curtain. It's just like that, right? I never Except thought about the shower that. Shower curtain is fuel. <laughs> yeah, in this case, it's 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 uh, yeah. The shower curtain is fuel, and the shower itself is uh, air coming in through an intake valve. Um, and I'm combusting beautifully. Yeah, <laughs> you're just a beautiful flame. Brightly. Yeah, and then I'll burn out one day, and then. Uh, let's not get into it. Um, this behind car, this, the podcasters. This car, this car has... <laughs> but it wouldn't burn long enough. <laughs> um, do you... So, I mean, it's not intuitive to me either. And that... The shower curtain example gives me a very good, like, uh, thing I can picture in my head. But, like, what's up? Why does that actually happen? Because this is, like, generalizable across all fluids. Is something moving fast exerts less pressure than something not moving at all why like do you do you have like a physical example i mean maybe not i, I don't know i just airplanes I... <laughs> is that helpful uh 
What I'm trying to get One at is Catherine's classic helper things that she makes things way more difficult by saying. It sounds like we don't really have an answer to this. Like why Bernoulli's uh, like, effect I works that it, way. I think there's a mathematical proof for it. Okay. Um, and it's an observable effect. Uh, so I think the problem here is that we don't understand the mathematical proof. Yeah, I, I I don't understand the on the like uh molecular level why that works, but it does. Yeah. So, and like I don't want to do math on a podcast, so fair enough. Like, um, yeah, let's just let's just talk about shower curtains and move on along. <laughs> moving on. Um. So yeah, so so to recap here, a carburetor is essentially a tube with a little bit of narrowing at one point. We call this a venturi, which is uh, a vacuum that works via the Bernoulli effect as described. Um, and then it's got a little nozzle, uh, and that connects to the fuel, uh, source, and then it just sucks in the right amount of fuel and everything is kind of calibrated so that it roughly gets, it gets in the window that the fuel will burn. And then... But like, the Venturi is like, it's a narrowing of the pipe, like mm-hmm. the pipe where the air is going through gets thinner. And that's important because when pipes get thinner, the flow gets faster. Because you have the same volume of fluid going through a smaller a smaller um, space. So it pushes it through way faster. And so it's much better at sucking in the fuel. Right. And that's why that's why it works is because of that. The other <laughs> thing uh, that's important is that the... So when you actually press the gas pedal down, again, not anymore because we live in a future society. But uh, previously, until like... How until, many creds did you pay for this podcast? <laughs> until the 1980s... Um, <laughs> As always, this podcast offered free of creds. Um, until the 1980s, when they started to replace uh, carburetors, um, when you push the pedal, uh, gas pedal down, you would actually be adjusting a valve that controlled how much air went through. So you were not controlling the fuel intake directly. You were just controlling how much air was allowed to pass through that Venturi and suck stuff in. And that That's was crazy. That seems really inefficient fuel-wise. Uh, Why? Well, because you're so the fuel flow rate would be constant then, and then the air flow rate Aha. would be more or less. But would it the fuel like flow rate be, be constant? I don't know. The answer Do you is have no. a twist? <laughs> um, the fuel the okay. fuel the fuel intake is not constant because uh the amount of vacuum that is created by that venturi has to do with the speed through which um, the air is moving through it. And if less air is going through, it will go through more slowly, and thus it will create less of a vacuum because the Bernoulli oh. effect will be less effective, and thus it will well, pull in less fuel. And so... Well, that's so nifty. Carburetors yeah. are real nifty. Turns out... <laughs> Plato would... Plato said of the carburetor, it's real nifty, guys. <laughs> Pretty cool, according to old Plato. <laughs> Carried on by... <laughs> carburetor if you buy it at like carboys or something wait no that's a st- that's an audio pep place what boys? am i thinking of you're thinking of pep boys, pep boys or advanced auto parts autozone autozone i'm thinking of an autozone okay Thank got you. it <laughs> <laughs> on the back of the carburetor when you pick it up at the autozone it says pretty nifty and it's attributed to plato <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean i i, I I'm a little doubtful. Like, I think I'm going to go check into this. I'm going to do a little bit of uh, platonic verification. And we'll be right back. Well, I you can't just add platonic things. It smarter. You can't just
and we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about carburetors. Let us not talk about carburetors for a second and talk about what replaced carburetors, which is okay. the fuel injection system. And that works cool. uh, roughly by instead of like using like a vacuum system to pull the fuel in and mix it, it uses high pressure jets to atomize it the same way, um, sort of the same way like a perfume bottle like atomizes. It like makes a poof. Uh, I imagine the jets are less expensive, but yeah. Well, then the perfume itself, but probably more expensive than the atomizer in the perfume bottle, right? No? Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. So yeah. it, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, let it be known that it is a wash between perfume and a car. <laughs> Samesies. <laughs> Samesies, raves Tim Dobb of the fuel injection system. <laughs> um, and so the reason that we made the switch uh, doesn't have to do very much with efficiency, at least uh, from my reading, I- I'm led to believe. It's not that like, oh, well, we get better like fuel performance out of this because while carburetors are a little tricky in that like you have to like deal with a lot of different situations, they mostly can be tuned correctly to, you know, burn all the fuel at once and be fairly efficient. Uh, however, they are not great at getting a super duper precise ratio because of the mechanism we talked about earlier. Um, whereas a fuel injection system can use an electronic computer to figure out exactly how much oxygen came in and then inject exactly the amount of fuel that needs to be uh, included in that stream to burn cleanly. So while the efficiency was fine, uh, there are issues in uh, going later on in the exhaust port, which I guess is what we call it. Um, the tailpipe, I guess. Yeah, that's- in the exhaust, yeah. Yeah, in the exhaust, um, you can get uh, some kind of nasties from like incomplete burning, carbon monoxide. Uh, Remember when putting whistles on the muffle was like a thing? Muffler, right? The muffler, yeah. Okay. Um, no, was that a thing? Whistles? Yeah, that that was a thing. That Tell was me a more. Thing. Like on on one's hoopty, one might put like a a cap on the muffler mm. so that as like as you accelerate and like ex- the flow rate of exhaust <laughs> through the from the back of the car like gets faster um it would whistle really really loudly <laughs> and that's somehow cool i don't know i mean it's a little cool right like i guess one thing that the study in carburetors has made me appreciate is that like they are like fluid systems um I think it's tempting to think of cars as like purely mechanical like gears and stuff but like yeah, the actual machinery. process by which the energy is is transmuted into motion uh is is like a fluid system that has to be managed carefully and i think the whistle is sort of a reminder of that i don't think the people putting them on there are are thinking that but like yeah i don't think the people hearing them are thinking that either so it's a pretty crappy reminder <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I long ago uh, accepted that I experience the world in different ways than others. I've oh, opened this my great heart. Laugh of life. <laughs> <laughs> Just put on the banana suit. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I guess like yeah, that it's pretty obnoxious <laughs> whistles and stuff, but it's sort of cool. Like I don't know. Woo. I'm trying to be open minded <laughs> here. Yeah, you're really you're really trying. You're really trying to put on this banana suit and good on you. I think it's obnoxious. I think part of it is you've never heard one. Yeah. I mean, probably the like most the most like pet peeve. What is the <sighs> No, go on. Mine <laughs> was you. dumb. I've decided. 
<laughs> well, thank you for making that decision. Um, the most like pet PV thing I have is uh, loud motorcycles. I just can't stand them because um, they could be quieter. Um, and yeah, I think this kind of falls in the same range. It's just like you want to be loud for just no good reason, and, and like it really gets me quite deep. I, I not yeah, open my heart I think to the laugh of life. You would hate these things. Yeah. Um, I, I don't love that we keep saying laugh of life. Here we are. <laughs> I guess this is us now. Yep, this is it. <laughs> Get ready Rave for Catherine <laughs> of the, on the fuel ejection system. <laughs> um, so I guess like looking at a carburetor and looking at a fuel injection system, um, it puts me in the mind of: Have you ever uh, done any work on a car? Um, like you know, really like Never. any serious work at all. Not even a go-kart. Wow, not even a go-kart. Go-karts, incidentally, largely still have carburetors. Um, lawnmowers, uh, chainsaws, things like that. Um, One time I opened the hood of my car and tried to figure out where to put the, the things to, to to jump the battery. Okay. Couldn't, Couldn't get figure it? it. Yeah. Oh. Well, try it again sometime. That one's not so bad. Um, I think a YouTube video would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of YouTube videos out there showing you how to like do things on cars. Yeah. Which is kind of great. Like, you know, save some of this for our, our much longer episode, a uh, longer series on uh, how a car actually works. Um, but we'll put it on YouTube. It'll be great. But um, like, it, it's like largely a series of understandable systems, but there's like a lot of them. Um, however, in having done the car work that I have done, uh, I have discovered that as we get more and more modern cars, they become less and less understandable systems because more and more of them are computers, essentially. Um, I had the unenviable task once of putting in a new Bluetooth-equipped radio into uh, my then-girlfriend's car, and it was a Volkswagen. And Volkswagen cars have long since made the transition to just, like, everything's a computer now. Um... And it was the worst. It took me three full weekends of, like, getting all the right parts and then being like, oh, I don't understand this. And then having to get a bunch of different parts and then not, it's like, oh, well, that didn't work. And then um, basically getting to the point where it's just like, you start reading these things and it's just like, well, Volkswagen routes this through a central computer and uh, you're pretty much hopeless on doing any of the work yourself. Um, and that is also what is going on with fuel injection. Because, again, it is computed. It's interesting um at this point to bring up um the uh the hacking into car systems like as more and more of a car becomes a computer it also becomes less secure right because and it's easier to obscure what's happening to the consumer yes right you used to just be able to pick up a 1950s popular mechanic and learn how your car worked <laughs> after reading an article on carburetors uh see the notes show notes see um, show notes um and, and now like like more and more of the computer and like how things are controlled is a hundred percent computerized and that's all software and that software can be proprietary and it can also be vulnerable to like somebody who's not in the car right because you can't see what's happening and like you know it's not that you could necessarily see the carburetor either way back when but like mm -hmm. i don't know like you could kind of look at it it would make a funny noise you know if things were wrong um yeah like a so light would pop on well, I think the lights still pop on. I mean, because that's also part of the computing system. Although I yeah, guess you could hack true. around that too. But, like, but the light pops on and it's immediately like, okay, take it to the dealer. Right. Because 
you know, good luck. And a lot of times it's yeah. even like you have to, all they do is they plug in a special reading computer they have. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, in fact, one time they I would, basically they turn it on and off again. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm, you know, I've gotten like error codes that say things like, you know, system too rich, like there's too much fuel in the system, which means probably not enough oxygen came through, probably some sort of carburetor failure. Or I think in that particular case, it was that my uh, filters needed clearing and the air I was taking in was uh, not getting quite as much through. Which, incidentally, a carburetor would have fixed because less air getting through uh, would have just pulled less fuel in as well. And I, the car would have just gone slower, I guess. Um, but I think, I think this gets us back to, uh, in, in much the way the great laugh of life always brings us back around, um, it brings us back to the original question, which is, um, what's, why do we all still know carburetors? Like, we came up with this topic basically because you were like, you know anything about carburetors? And I was like, no, not really. I guess I should. I should know about cars, right? And then immediately when reading about this, I was like, oh, they don't exist in cars anymore. <laughs> um, but like, we all still know the word. So why do we still know the word? I think it's a funny word. That's true. It's hard to spell. Car That's... sounds are funny. Uh-huh. That hard K that hard K. That hard K is the funniest sound. Incidentally, um... your nickname, hard K. <laughs> She's the funniest sound. <laughs> Catherine. Uh it is kind of fun, yeah. Um, um and, like it's also like it's the you have no idea. If I say carburetor, an alien would be like that means absolutely nothing to me. Like I can <laughs> infer absolutely nothing about what's happening. Uh I mean it does come from like the French word root of like to carbide. To add carbon is like roughly what like, it's to trying to say, which is what's yeah. going on. It's adding fuel, which is a carbon based. Adding fuel. Yeah. Okay, um, great. That's so far removed from carbon, though, that I'm like, I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I thought for a second I was like, carbonate? Is it like a decarbonation thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, it's all from a carbon root. I mean, like, let's not make this a referendum on words themselves. Like, <laughs> And why not, sir? <laughs> uh, I cause... think if you hold a mirror up to the dictionary, the words are the real villain here. <laughs> if you hold a mirror up to the dictionary, you can't read it. <laughs> Unless you read backwards. Or it's like a palindrome or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or it's a palindrome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say in addition to it being like a funny word, because I think there's other things that kind of, you know, like manifold, I guess, sort of sounds a little like, oh, yeah, that's a gearhead kind of word. Or, um, I don't know, spark plug, twin cam, you know, something like that. Spark plug, But you know what a spark plug does? Like, it's something with sparks. It doesn't have that whole uh, French derivation problem where people don't know what it yeah. is. French mystique of carburetor. <laughs> I mean, I think it's that. And it also, it, it comes from a time when you would read Popular Mechanics. And, like, you know, I think I think it's in the culture as a, like, gearhead mechanic type of thing. Or, like, a guy out in his uh, driveway working on the car on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of where it sits as a trope in our culture, and that's very clearly from the point of view of it being like a mechanical thing you can just work on as an amateur. Whereas now that we have fuel injection, fuel injection systems must be serviced by people who have, you know, special computers that read things and computers that like you know can talk to the computer in the car. Um, and I so I think it's sort of left the uh, left the cultural lexicon. But I don't know. It still seems like it is in the cultural lexicon. It's left I, the technical lexicon. Right, right. What I'm trying to say is is the, the current thing that injects fuel into the car has left the cultural lexicon. Oh, it's never entered it. 
Right, because fuel injection just sounds like I. Yeah, I always assumed the fuel was being injected. What it do you mean? It sounds like something from a car commercial. <laughs> it does. It like absolutely a does. Fancy Lexus commercial, and you're like, oh, I don't care. Fuel ejection technology. Thanks. Great. Whatever. Cool. I'm um, glad this child is safely being transported from the beginning of the commercial to the end of the commercial. Well, that's more of an Audi commercial, I guess. But yeah, I see what you're uh, saying. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Lexus is. This dude has some hot date who is for some reason impressed by his car. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, well, marketing strategies. Yeah, it, it's it's carburetor harkens back to family values. It's 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 selling a a Ford and not a Ford truck where they're just like a jerk to you and you're supposed to buy it now all of a sudden. <laughs> you America work hard. Used to be. <laughs> America used to be about hard work. Now it's about Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's lazy and terrible. Buy a Ford for some reason. <laughs> Um, no, it's I more like the end of every single car commercial. The last clause should be for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> like how in bed is the end. You add that to the end of a fortune cookie. Like you could add for some reason to the end of every commercial and it would be so great. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. All right. What, what's a good one? Let's, uh, we got to do a few of these before we get like, uh, oh, trying to think of a motto. Good work brain. Not uh. remembering all the mottos. <laughs> Doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Pepperidge uh, Farm remembers for some reason. <laughs> this is so great. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I, it feels like all commercials are car commercials. It's like car, uh, food, and pharmaceuticals. Like those are the three things that oh, are sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by Viagra for some reason. <laughs> oh, there's a reason. Uh, have you had your break today for some reason? Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar for some reason. For some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Because think the... small. Oh, Volkswagen is think small. Think small for some reason. <laughs> think different for some reason is Apple. <laughs> um, yeah, I oh, mean. Oh, so the new back pro. I looked up very quickly. I looked up some catchy slogans. This is just really great. We're going to have to keep going on this for a little bit. Uh, so the new Mac Pro, Mac pro slogan is beauty outside beast inside for some reason <laughs> i don't know why it did that it's just it's doing its thing <laughs> i like this i like this idea because it just like really hammers home that just feeling of like eh, the gears of capitalism have to keep grinding anyway i guess i'm buying this like mac that's gonna make me happy for some reason <laughs> you got any oh other my ones? god 3m okay 3m is innovation for some reason <laughs> uh yeah just i mean isn't that really a, isn't that isn't that the great laugh of life <laughs> it's uh, innovation FedEx for some does. reason fedex when there is no tomorrow for some reason <laughs> <laughs> because someone didn't pay enough for fedex oh my god tim we've done a great service to all society this evening <laughs> i i encourage everyone at home Think of think of your favorite slogan and add for some reason and have a good hearty laugh of life. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, innovation for some reason. Is it worth? Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess just like talking about that, like spark plugs versus carburetors thing. 
I think innovation for some reason kind of drives that home. Like, do we need to keep pushing? Like, is it is it better to have like reached back to that like you understand the technology level, or is it like, mm, well, we need to keep pushing forward and have computers on everything or whatever? I think I think it's a little bit disconcerting. I mean, specific, specifically with like that the the hack. I think it was a Kia hack or something. It'll be in the show notes or something. But they were able to reason. control everything for some reason. Um, it'll be they were able to control absolutely everything like the gas the acceleration like they could have crashed the car um just they hacked into it and they had control over absolutely everything in the car like steering everything wow okay so it's bad from a security point of view i mean bad um, from a security point of view do you Um, think there's a deeper value in just like understanding the mechanics of it i yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Like, software engineering is the new, new like, Microsoft Office suite, right? Like, you have to understand it. Mm. Okay, so, so it sounds like where you're coming from here is, like, it's not that, like, it was better when we had systems that were understandable. It's, like, we should make an effort to make ourselves uh, literate in, like, the systems that are being in place. And maybe they need to be, like, a little more transparently created, but... Like we need to have Kia Kia cars that like one could understand. In addition one to people making the but effort, then at the same time to make it understandable to more people, it's more vulnerable to security risks. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's a tricky world. It's really tricky. It's hard so to understand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the apocalypse will come and we'll all go back to carburetors because they're easier to manufacture. True, and they don't require, require any computing at all. Yes. Oh, what a what a crazy joke that would be. The great laugh of life. For some reason. Uh so this guy's got to go pick up this bull and uh he can only telegram one word. And uh-huh. uh Oh, that's right, the telegrams. Right. And so he can only send one word and the word he picks is comfortable. Getting it? Is it working? No. Comfortable? 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 Come for the bull? Oh, oh gosh. This great laugh of a podcast of life. Oh. Laughing along. It's Kath and Kogan oh. over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Bye.